and welcome to this podcast series from Prompt Business Strategies, the turnaround and growth specialists. We will be taking a close look at the world of turnaround and exploring how to grow your business. We'll be talking to the people who've experienced it, from financial directors to lawyers and business owners, in order to give you insight and practical help. So if you are faced with dealing with a similar situation, hopefully it won't seem so daunting. We'll be joined by a range of experts to discuss the hot issues. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Today we are discussing the situation in the retail sector, as it is an industry that is particularly vulnerable. Prompt has helped various firms in this sector by working with banks and legal advisors to successfully restructure and refinance businesses. As a result, we have a good overview of the sector and the issues affecting it. Today we're talking to Ali, Prompt's retail expert. Hi Ali, how are you? Hi Rebecca, I'm great, thank you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, and you. It's great to talk to you. And we really want to find out what's going on in retail because you've been working with some really great retail clients recently. Um, What are you seeing? What are the challenges that these high street chains of online retailers are seeing at the moment? What's going on? So, I mean, you're absolutely right. High street retail is really challenging at the moment. Um, Overall retail football Whilst it's up versus 2021, it's absolutely down on a three-year view back to 2019, pre-COVID. And in October, it was down 11%. So that's that's a significant sort of downturn. And it's not a surprise for anyone. We've got all the cost price increases, haven't we? And energy in particular came into being in October. So customers have got so much less money. But I imagine early 2023 is going to look really challenging for lots of high street retailers. Are they all moving online though now? Is is that what's happening or? So a lot of retailers are online, but online is also fiercely competitive. So at Prompt at the moment, we are working with both a leading women's fashion brand on the high street, someone that many people would know. And there we are having some really good success in the stores in terms of tactical discounting and pricing and getting people through the shop. But in another project we've been doing recently with a a well-known children's brand, clothing brand, that's seen a huge shift over the last two to three years to online. And that's brought with it significant challenges in terms of being price competitive, promotions, discounts, because customer expecting it always to be discounted. Um, So that brings challenges too. So with everything that's going on, so you've got the energy, you've got all the property issues, which we talked about with Mark on another podcast and what's going on there. And with the move to online and all the discounts and promotions, can you actually still make money in retail or is it just somewhere people should not be heading? What's going on? No, I think you definitely, definitely can. I think you've just got to be looking at a number of key points. So Tactical buying in the first place is one of the key ones, making sure you're buying the right product at the best price for realistic order quantities. So many retailers end up buying in such big quantities that actually they then end up just having to discount it at such a low price to sell it through. Right. Okay. And so, you know, that's a silly route to go down. Actually, you're almost better to buy in a lower quantity for a higher cost, but know you're going to make your margin when you come out the other side. I think looking at the markets that you're buying from is important. So there's emerging markets all the time. 
And it isn't necessarily the case that buying sheep from Asia is the right answer because that comes with so much supply chain challenge, length of supply time. I was just about to say, because I've, I've talked to so many people in Asia about the supply chain issues and people are moving their supplies back to, to being local and getting their materials locally. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, often you're in a, a minimum, or in fashion in particular, you know, you're in a minimum 18 to 24 month lead time before from when you've placed your order to when it will arrive. and Think of all the things that can change in that 18, 24 month period in terms of what the consumer wants, prices, costs. That's before you get to shipping problems and the cost of shipping. And then if it arrives and it's not the right quality or whatever, the difficulty of resolving those issues. So long supply chains are a real challenge to the retail sector. So looking more locally and trying to bring your production nearer to the UK can be a really good tactical move to make. So that's one thing you can do. Being clever with your pricing strategies is another one that's really, really key, actually. There's lots of debate in the retail sector about the difference between promotional pricing and sales stroke markdown pricing. Right. And if you run a campaign that's all around promotions and getting your consumer to engage with you with positive promotional campaigns that are a lower discount, so maybe 10% off or 20% off, yeah, is so much better than just discounting everything by 30, 40, 50% just to clear the stock through. So being strategic with your pricing and your promotions can be a really strong way to perform both online and in the high street. So there are positive things you can do to make retail absolutely work. No, that's good to know. <laughs> I, had a, I had visions of all of them shutting down over the next sort of six months, not being able to carry on. But I mean, it, is online really the future, though? Um, I mean, everybody, if we go back sort of pre-COVID, if we take it back before COVID, that everybody was saying, oh, the high streets are dead. We're, we're never going to have shops on the high street again. It's all going to be online. And that hasn't, just from looking at the shopping that's going on, you know, when I went out with my daughter the other day, that's not exactly happened. So is where is the future, do you think? Well, I think we all like to touch and feel product, don't we? So I don't know that the high street can ever be dead because I don't know about you, but I like to go to a clothes shop and see how it feels and looks. And, yeah. you know, when you buy online and it arrives in the post and you don't like the actual product when you see it, you know, that is a challenge. And definitely online has its challenges the current marketplace for being online is super expensive. Post-COVID, Google, Facebook, everyone's put their pay-per-click prices up. And so occupying the online space is no longer as cheap and easy as it used to be. And nowadays, you've got to have so many ancillary tech services to go with your online platform to be all over the platforms you've got to be on, you know, to create new daily content and You'll have seen in your own Instagram accounts every day when you follow someone, the feed is different. Yeah. Well, someone's got to create that, put that there, have the message to say in the first place. That all comes with a cost that we didn't used to have in our businesses and a complexity to manage that is new for lots of people in that marketplace. So that makes online tricky, I think. And then online also comes with huge distribution costs. And those costs have also escalated massively in the last two to three years. We probably all know about the van driver shortage, the lorry driver shortage, and their costs have all escalated. So running a distribution facility for your online presence is now really expensive and 
complex to manage. No, I, I find that that bit fascinating actually because that never occurred to me about the sort of the, the prices of the distribution itself going up. Well, and then that leads you to have to have huge customer service teams to deal with all our customers who are unhappy because their parcels haven't arrived or it's the wrong thing or they want a refund. And again, in some retail businesses, those teams are now huge, actually. And again, that's a cost that you don't have in the basic high street retail presence scenario. You have your staff in your shops, but you don't have a big customer services team that you've got to support managing that whole process. So different challenges to both platforms, really. Yeah, no, that's that's fascinating because you need a whole load of tech as well around that customer support function. Um, and it's actually very difficult to track things down, isn't it, from a distance? Whereas if you're in a shop, you can just go, oh, yes, here's the product. It didn't show up and here's your receipt and you've got everything there and then, haven't you? Absolutely. And, you know, that also brings challenges too because then more and more of us are fighting for these technical skills that everybody's wanting, but there isn't a huge abundance of, and that makes it challenging to staff these departments. Online too, the consumer is wanting a better deal, a better price, that's without a doubt. And then we've also trained all our consumers over the last two or three years that you're always going to be on sale at some point, or someone is always going to be on sale at some point. So consumers are constantly shopping around for that bargain. And also quite a lot of the retail brands make it possible for you to create a basket of your thing that you want when it goes on sale. So we've created this entire culture of people wanting a discounted price. And that makes retailing online actually quite challenging. Yeah, no, I can see that because I, I know my own my own kids, you know, teenage girls, they, they spend the whole time looking for bargains. And I, I think much of the early um, discussion about online retail was all about it being a much cheaper place to buy. Um, and it's very hard then to re-educate the consumer when your prices are all gone up on distribution. That, that isn't actually now the case anymore. No, very little customer loyalty when you're on an online or it's very, you've got to do something extra to create customer loyalty to your brand online as opposed to another brand. So the business that we've recently been working with, they've done a brilliant job of creating a complete online community that people actually did engage with and participated with and their own platform to post pictures and everything. That kind of thing you know, is brilliant, but takes a huge amount of time and effort to keep going, to sustain, to make that consumer loyal to your brand. Yeah, so clearly these these um, clients that you're working with, they've been having problems um, because of all the things that you're talking about. So if there are other retailers out there listening, well, what would, advice would you give to them about how to, you know, really make their their own business flexible and financially viable in the longer term? So obviously that depends a lot on sector and the consumer, but there are a few essentials, I would say. I think you've got to be really focused on your stock and your stock turn and the minimum margins you need to make from that stock to make your business model viable. The basic business equation, actually, of knowing what you're selling for, what price to make sure it's making enough money to make your business make money. You've got to do that. Um, That's key. You've got to price your product, I think, these days, knowing that you're probably going to have to promote and discount so that then when you do make that promotion or that discount, you're not eating into your margin you built a margin that could sustain the promotion lots of people talk about promoting and discounting as if it was a bad thing 
But if we recognise we've got to do it because that's what the consumer expects, then we need to build that in at the start point. Yes. And then we should always have enough margin left to make good money. I think that's a a different way of thinking that's important. But it's doing it absolutely right at the start, isn't it? Yeah. At the beginning. Yeah. Recognising, you know, for many retailers, they're only going to sell 10% of their product at the full retail price. And all the rest of it is going to be promoted or discount or end of the day, end of season sale. But if you could cover off half that journey by knowing you were going to do it and still make good margin at a 10, 20% promotion, then you've given yourself a bigger financial buffer to trade from. Yeah, no, it makes an awful lot of sense. I think that's an important point. I mean, obviously, the old-fashioned good business data tools is key in retail. I would say it's so fast moving with so many stock lines and particularly in fashion where you've got season after season after season coming in, not continuity stock. You need to be all over the data of what's selling and what's the margin and how much stock have I got and how long is it going to last me. Otherwise, where you then have these two-year lead times, you can really quickly get into trouble. The stock you don't sell this season is compounded by even more coming next season. And if your forecasting is wrong, that's what we're kind of seeing at the moment post-COVID, where everyone forecasts such high sales, then they've had two years of stock coming in back to back. Now they're all carrying so much stock they're trying to sell through, all at low margins. So being all over that basic data is absolutely key. Um, I think you've got to be completely focused on what your competitors are doing, and especially your competitors online. Because, you know, you can know that there's um, it's an end of season sale, let's say, and we normally all go on sale in the week before Christmas. And then before you know it, all your competitors have gone two weeks early and you've missed that. And, you know, you make the most money in the early days of the sale. But if all those consumers have gone to your competitors to buy, they haven't got any money left to go with you when you go two weeks later. It's really key to be knowing what all your competitors are doing all the time, actually. Kind of becomes daily monitoring. Yeah, no, that is interesting because there's a temptation, isn't there, to think that if you're high street, your competitors are on the high street. And if you're online, your competitors are online. But actually, you know, that's just not the way the way the consumer is working, is it? Not anymore. No, you've kind of got to have a an internal monitoring function all over it all of the time. Know who your competitors are and almost like every day be looking at what they're doing and making sure you know what you're doing in you know to combat that I would say is really important and I suppose the final thing is you've got to make sure your offer is fresh and appealing all the time and and is changing with the time it can't be same old same old you've got to be constantly reinvigorating what you're offering make sure it's attractive to the consumer make sure you're giving them something interesting to look at and that goes back to the creative content that's online on Instagram and everything. Yeah. yeah so it's social media, isn't it? Yeah. And all those influencers. I was going to say, well, that's, a, you know, that's another thing you've got to have these days that we never used to have. You've got to have your influence and your bloggers and your everything, really. So it creates a, a bigger picture to be across than the old fashioned retailer who just had product in a store. Yeah, no, it, it sounds exhausting, actually. My <laughs> sympathy goes out to anyone in retail. I think, I'm not sure I'd be up for that, actually. <laughs> so it's hard work. I think it is a tough environment to be in. I do think it's a really tough environment to be in. And um, you've got to be up for the challenge. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, that's brilliant, Ali. Thank you so much for your help today. And I'm sure everyone's found that really useful. So have a good day. Go and enjoy the, um, the sunshine outside. Thank you, Rebecca. Nice to chat. Thank you so much for joining us. This podcast was brought to you by Prompt Business Strategies, the turnaround and growth specialists. If you want to get in touch with David Stone or any of our speakers, please visit our website, promptstrategies.co.uk and use the contact details you'll find there. All the views expressed in this podcast are individual opinions and are general, so they do not constitute professional advice. If you want to see how an issue applies to your own situation, then please do talk to us directly. 